Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And Bob is Bob Shorey, one of the MCSEs at Tab, that comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC, and we'll do our best to help you out with your computer problems and issues. So uh, as usual and customary, we do uh, like to talk about technology news. And uh, you guys might have heard about this. The, the folks at Facebook are really starting to, uh, I don't know, get some really bad press, finally. Um, and uh, there's another major thing going on here. There's outrage over Facebook's use of teens to spy on rivals, as the uh, president of, of uh, Facebook says, uh, Sandberg says, oh, they consented. So it turns out that there are these apps that Facebook is paying kids as young as 13 um, years old to put on their phones so that Facebook gets full access to what these kids are doing on their phones. And they'll actually know what other apps they're using because Facebook you know, let's admit it, admit it. Nobody cares that much about Facebook anymore when you, when you're younger. They're looking into other other solutions. They're already moved on. Basically, people who use Facebook these days are basically 50 years and up. Old codgers like me. Yeah, and you probably don't even use it that much. No, I never did, and never will. <laughs> yeah, right. So uh, Facebook is trying to figure out what the Utes want to do, and uh, they literally pay them to spy on their systems. And this Sandberg, Cheryl Sandberg, is the uh, managing director of Facebook. And uh, she goes, well, hey, you know, these kids consented, and we give them 20 bucks a month to uh, fully watch everything they do on their phones. So they're trying to figure out what the kids are doing so that they can then uh, figure out what type of app they want to try to incorporate in Facebook to try to draw kids to them. Um, I don't know. It's creepy. As we, we, we it's, Facebook is really... Very, very creepy, as we all know, and uh, getting creepier by the second. And uh, I'll put this link up here for you to take a take a look at it. But you may want to check with your kids to see if they're getting a check from Facebook to spy on them. Um, and and I don't know is your is your privacy worth twenty bucks a month, Bob? <laughs> to a thirteen year old, that's like a ton of money. But uh, even even to say they consented, well, you can't even buy a video. Is that game. legal? What? Then when you're under twelve or eighteen to consent. Don't you need like parental consent? Uh, face these guys, all these all these uh, big uh, big tech companies really don't care about legal quote unquote. And and again, there there aren't any laws out here yet. I mean, the government helped Facebook for a lot of reasons to kind of keep an eye on us as well. So uh, yeah. they're kind of in bed with them. Um, and again, a lot of these, unfortunately, a lot of these legislators don't even understand how a computer works or how the internet works, let alone how Facebook works. Just, I mean, they just don't have a clue. They're 
utterly yeah, clueless. See, that's the thing. See, the less the legislators know about whatever it is they're legislating, the more they want control over it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, we'll put a link out here for you guys to take a look at this. It is, it is creepy. What else you got there, Bob? Anything you want to bring up? Okay. It is Groundhog Day. I don't it know if you got anything about any yeah. Groundhog app out there. Oh, man. No? Groundhog. It's like a day you want to play over and over again. I know. <laughs> they actually had a clip from the movie on this morning on the news. I couldn't believe it. A clip from, oh, the, 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 Groundhog, the Groundhog Day, Bill Day. Murray? Yeah. yeah. Good, good flip. Anyway, it is. Uh, anyway, uh, security flaw allows for spying over 5G, really? researchers warn. So we've been we've been talking about Huawei and how everybody's saying don't use Huawei for their because 5G they have networks. these built-in spying. Oh, right. it's Chinese technology. Well, I'm surprised that they do that. The U.S. government just hasn't bought it. Well, right, and just given it to the tech companies to put in. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, they're going to first get in bed with the tech companies to make sure they could spy directly themselves. But well, as long as they only spy on. The certain people. Right, right, right. Unless you haven't done anything wrong, you're fine. So what do you got there, Bob? <laughs> so the new generation of connectivity brings a new generation of vulnerabilities. Of course. <laughs> Researchers have found a vulnerability with the 5G network months before high-speed protocol is set to roll out. Mm -hmm. In a paper detailing privacy threats for 3G, 4G, and 5G, yep. researchers from the Technical University in Berlin, ETH Zurich, and S-I-N-T-E-F Digital Norway okay. found a vulnerability affecting authentication and key agreement, a.k.a., which is how your phone securely communicates with cellular networks. Interesting. The new vulnerability allows potential data thieves information from 5G airwaves, such as number of calls and the text messages sent. According yeah. to ZDNet. Interesting. The advent of 5G is supposed to bring supercharged speeds to mobile devices right. and low, laten low latency, mm -hmm. opening the door for tech innovations like self-driving cars and mm. virtual reality. <laughs> nice. The stuff I won't be using. <laughs> the new technology is... <laughs> no? You won't be using that stuff, Bob? <laughs> yeah. Because... They'll be listening in on my conversations, and when they find out who I associate with, they'll run that car off a cliff. <laughs> oh, that's so anyway, yeah. the new technology is also supposed to bring in a new level of security as government agencies use international mobile. Now I'm going to hold on to the first letters of these names IMSI. ISMI, okay? Yeah. International Mobile Subscriber Identity. Interesting. Or. IMSI catchers mm -hmm. to impersonate cell towers and spy on phones with older connections. That's been happening for years. They, you know, yes. Even the, 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 the well, folks at the state police, I think, have this technology where they, they put up these fake mobile <clears throat> cell sites that actually draw your, your phone to well, it. The 5G is supposed to block those or oh, eliminate that ability. Yeah. Well. well, as it turns out, it doesn't. IMSI catchers, sometimes referred to as stingrays, mm -hmm. pretend to be phone towers and trick phones into connecting to it, right. allowing spies to gather information like location and right. details on phone calls. Yep. As networks become more advanced, it became harder for IS, IMSI catchers to work. But many were still capable of spying on mobile devices. Mm -hmm. 5G's, a.k.a., was supposed to protect against IMSI catchers, but the researchers found a new vulnerability that could trick the authentication protocol into giving up sensitive information. Lovely. 
So uh, the researchers tested this on an existing 4G network, but said the attacks could apply to 5G networks once they're available. Right. But there's still time to fix this flaw before 5G technology is released by the end of 2019. Let's see what happens. <clears throat> All right. In other news, you guys, maybe you were affected, maybe you weren't. Azure, which is Microsoft's cloud-based uh, host, uh, their SQL uh, services were impacted. <clears throat> their SQL services were impacted by a simple DNS issue. So basically, the internet, if you guys have heard us talking about open DNS, DNS is how the planet catalogs websites. They convert the numbers, the IP numbers, into the website URLs. Well, there was a bit of a hiccup in a CenturyLink DNS connection to Microsoft uh, Microsoft's cloud servers, and they have uh, basically half of their 300 Microsoft 365 customers were out. They got kicked out of their cloud accounts. But the, the thing that's worse here is when that DNS snafu occurred, an auto-delete script ran deleting Azure SQL databases automatically because they lost DNS. Now, that's one ding-a-ling uh, feature of Azure, I'll tell you, when you blow away somebody's SQL database because you can't find DNS anymore. So were they be able to recover it? So, five-minute gap of when this occurred, probably lost data, period. Nothing you can do. They're going to be giving uh, folks all sorts of, quote-unquote, free services because of this snafu for months, because this is a big deal. The, the idea of the cloud was supposed to be redundancy, security, ease of access, not blow away my database. It shouldn't. That shouldn't happen. Um, and uh, basically, it did. And if you happen to, here's their, here is their, uh, from Microsoft, their, their, their uh, release to the folks who are using it. We sincerely apologize for the impact to your service. Azure usage charges will be waived for all restored databases for two months. Oh, gee, thanks. Gee, thanks. I appreciate that. My database is gone. You blew it away because you have a DNS issue, but you'll waive my, my charges for two months. Gee, thanks. And all the original databases for three months. Oh, great. Oh, that's very nice. We are continuously taking steps to improve the Microsoft Azure platform and our processes to ensure these uh, incidents do not happen in the future. Again, half of 365 goes down. They lose DNS and blow away your customer's SQL databases, and the cloud's a better idea? Private cloud. <laughs> exactly. That's the way My you cloud doesn't go down, and it doesn't it'll d delete itself. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't delete itself when it does. We'll put this link up here for you. Uh, again, you move your problems. If you're an IT guy and you're thinking about moving your stuff into the cloud, <clears throat> excuse me, all you're doing is moving into Microsoft's databases and Microsoft's IT folks. You're just moving your problems over there, and all you can do is scream at them when it happens. Hey, guys, my database is down. And they're like, okay. <laughs> we'll give you two months free. Sorry. <laughs> so what happens then if uh, you're, you subscribe to the cloud yeah. and some accountant goes on vacation and there's some sort of a snafu and, and your payment isn't registered? Right, exactly. Do they just delete your data? In this case, they lost all sorts of transactions. How many? They have no idea because that five-minute gap when that occurred is gone. Poof. They either have to go from backup from when, before the, the transactions occurred and, and say, hey, those, those transactions after the snafu are gone, which is what occurs. Um, and you just have to hope you didn't miss a bunch of sales or a bunch of transactions, whatever you know they might they be. Did. Millions oh, no kidding. Per minute. <laughs> no kidding, because it's a huge, huge issue. So we'll put a link up here for you guys. You can read it for yourself. 
uh, over at computertalkwithtab.com. Say it isn't so. <laughs> we have three lines open. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to be here at 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online, and we'll do our best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. And uh, if you're concerned about getting in, and watching the uh, Super Bowl online, you can pay pay CBS to do it. They've got a all-access if you want to stream the old Super Bowl. Uh, and we'll see if they have any trouble if there's a lot of people that sign up for that type of service. But for, I think, $9 a month, you can pay for CBS all-access. <laughs> Everyone's trying to get nine bucks a month from you. Everybody, <laughs> everybody. Well, forever. they should raise it back up to twelve and copy Netflix. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, cloud's going to get expensive. Let's go on to uh, Roberta at Woodbridge. Hey, Roberta, what's up? Hi. Uh, good morning. Thank good morning. you for taking my call. Sure. Um, I don't know whether I have a computer problem or perhaps a, a connection, internet connection problem. All but right. the last, primarily the last couple of weeks. Um, I've had an intermittent problem various times of days of the day. Um, however, it's mostly in the late day or evenings. I can access the Internet, mm-hmm. but when I try and get on my various bookmarks, they just won't come up. Um, all of them? Yeah, mostly all of them. Um, and even when I pull up, um, I'm, I use Firefox, so sure. even when I pull up the homepage, um, the text will appear very quickly. But then the illustrations, it takes a long time. Sometimes um, one of them might not come up at all. You, said, you mean the graphics on the website? Yeah, the graphics, yeah. Mm-hmm. What's your yeah. bandwidth? Maybe you have a very poor internet connection. Do you, have you ever done a speed test? Um, yeah, actually, um, I'm having some work done in my house, and there was a uh, contractor here last week, and he had me check fast.com, and he said it was really slow. Oh, what, what is your speed? Um, Do you know? Did he tell you? Uh, what was did. your contractor doing? Is he also he's a he's a geek and a plumber or something like no, that? No, no, no. <laughs> he's just he's just a contractor who seems to be a lot more tech savvy than I am. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, so I'm on fast.com now, and um, I think it was about one something. Oh goodness! Yeah, yeah I, it was really slow. Yeah, you're on a bike who's, path. Who's your provider? Uh, Frontier. Yeah. Uh, what do you pay for? Because are you paying for only one megabit? I mean, that's that seems like you shouldn't pay for that at all. Uh, that's a good question. Um, he was telling me I should switch to Optimum. Well, that'll be a faster connection for sure. Okay. Um, but you should call the folks at Frontier and say, hey, guys, I'm getting this really bad one megabit connection. Okay. And So, um, excuse me, but the um, reading I just got was 610 kbps. 610? That's not even a megabit. Okay. That's half a megabit. Oh, wow. That's really bad. Yeah, okay. So I should call Frontier? Yeah, you've got a problem with your service. Go look at your your bill and see what you should be paying for. Hopefully they report it. A lot of times they don't. A lot of times they keep that a secret. Okay. Um, no matter who they seem to be, they don't really tell you what you're, what you're supposed to be getting. But see if you can confirm what you're supposed to be getting and then call them and say, I'm only getting six 600 KB, which is half a megabit. So okay. that's no surprise your Internet's doing what it's doing to you. And it happens uh, on and off, and that's not unusual? Well, that's not good for service. Well, it's not good, yeah, but... Yeah, so you could also look at, is it just you or is it, who's in your, how many folks in your family? Just myself. Okay. So if you aren't satisfied with Frontier's answer, you should at least get a price from the Optimum folks. Yeah. At the slowest internet package they offer. 
Okay. All right. And the slowest is probably going to be in the 20 meg or 25 meg service, which would be more than enough for you. Okay. Uh, don't right. don't let them sell you 100 megabits for you. Okay. <laughs> All, All right. right. Sounds good. All right, Roberta. Okay. Thanks so much. Oh, Have you're a good welcome. Day. Yeah, good luck. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, it's really important to check your bandwidth and see what you're paying for so uh, uh, so you can at least have an idea where you stand. Um, I think I've got, I think I've told you guys, about 50 megabits that I pay for that registers about 65 with Cox. I pay 70 bucks for that. That's a little little over buck a meg. It's just too much for internet, frankly. Yeah. I just paid my uh, cable bill yeah. for my internet. I get internet and one phone line. Mm-hmm. And I was looking it over, and I'm seeing, I'm paying rent on the equipment sixty bucks a month. Sixty bucks a month for the rent on the equipment? Yeah. What are I'm you thinking, doing, Bob? I should probably just buy my own. Yeah. Drop the phone thing yes. and see what they'll give me because sixty bucks a month. What kind of modem is it? Some sort of gold plated thing? No, it's a SMC, an mm-hmm. older style. It's been in there. Well, I've had it for quite a while now. So they've been turning up the boiling water there slowly. To get you to sixty bucks a month to to rent the that's just a rental that's I insane. Mean, uh, the bill was two hundred bucks and I don't oh, even have cable. That's baloney. <laughs> that's baloney. Don't do it. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, I signed up for twenty five fourteen years ago, and according to my bill, I should be getting fifty. So I'm thinking you're paying way too much. Somewhere along the line, they made changes. You know. Yeah, but you have a static IP you're paying for. Um, five of them. That's twenty five bucks a month. Yeah, it's you, a block of five. Yeah, and you've chosen to do that. That's I've that's, chosen to do that. That's so not that's what twenty five dollars a month is well, all well and fine. Right. It's the other hundred and seventy five dollars <laughs> I have a problem with. <laughs> yeah. How much is your entertainment really worth, there, Bob? That's too much. Uh, so feel free to get online, guys. We have four lines wide open for you. Eight hundred nine six six WTIC five two two. WTIC, as we wait, we're going to talk a little bit about some news. Do you have anything else you want to bring up, Bob? I thought you, you said something about the Chinese going back to the moon. Oh, I got that here. Yeah. Yeah. The, now, oops. That was the funny one, SpaceX. All right. They, they missed the nose cone, yeah. China is going back to the moon, and this time it's bringing back samples. Mm-hmm. Detailing their space plans for 2019, Sure, China reveals how their next moon mission will bring lunar samples home for the first time in decades. Right. Landing on the dark side of the moon was just the beginning. The China Aerospace Science and Technology Corporation, CASC, <laughs> Sounds like we won't even go me. there. Yeah, but anyway, has plans to send more than uh, fifty spacecraft into space with more than thirty launches in 2019, wow. according to the Chinese state media. Mm-hmm. That includes sending another lunar lander to the moon at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Boy, it looks like an awful lot like our lunar lander used to look like. I wonder where they got the plans for that. <laughs> I was on the internet. Oh my gosh, Alyssa Jacks. <laughs> A, yeah, I wonder where they got that delay. <laughs> <laughs> the country made history on January 3rd when the change, C-H-A-N-G apostrophe E-4, yeah. change of 4, I yeah. don't know what that means, lunar probe landed in Von Karman Crater yeah. on the moon's mysterious far side. Yep. A few hours after landing, the probe sent back the first photo of the moon's unexplored side. Right. Change E4s launched December 7th and entered lunar orbit five days later. Yeah. But what are they going there for? You said there's something in that where they're going for some sort of mineral that 
has like energy or something that well there's minerals up there they're claiming that has a big uh it's a it's a be a big mining deal huh for to produce energy they could bring it back to the to the earth i thought we had moon it. rocks too we didn't know that well they know about it but you know you got to put on the tinfoil hat all because right. it's some sort of government secret that uh, nobody knows about all right we're going to step that. out for a quick break here we'll put a link up here for that chinese story two lines open for you this is computer talk with tab we're going to be here till 11 o'clock, taking your computer calls, comments, questions, and concerns. Everything we talk about will be posted on the old website at computertalkwithtab.com, the name of the show.com, which also works, over on Facebook, if you like us on Facebook, and Mark Zuckerberg deems the, wor- the news worthy. It might get into your news feed. We'll be right back. And we are back. Two lines open for you guys on this Groundhog Day in Connecticut. Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And uh, we'll do our best to help you out with computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Tons of concerns out there these days. Facebook's spying on you. Yeesh. Paying 13-year-olds to tell them what they're they're doing with their phone. I mean, that's just creepy icky. I mean, ugh. Ugh. And they have have the director say, oh, they consented? Ugh. We're living in a creepy... uh time i think yeah but here's one i i don't know we, we well we have time. two calls in there you want to hold that for a second yeah. this was an interesting one you like this yeah one. let's talk we'll talk about that after we answer these questions first let's go to mark in bristol who was nice enough to join us on this saturday morning hey mark what's up hey good morning eric how are you doing today doing okay how are you sir good sir um two quick uh windows 10 issues actually uh, one issue but in two areas All right. um it's with regard to the system settings that the user has the ability to change. All of a sudden, it seems as if the Windows 10, my Windows 10, version 1809, is ignoring the power settings and the sleep settings. In other words, the monitor won't shut off, and the machine goes to sleep no matter what I do. I can reset the settings. I can restart the computer. I can put a different setting in and change it to another and save, save. It just is ignoring those settings. I'm just another quirk of Windows 10, or or what it is. Interesting. I mean, having I'm having a similar problem with my wife's computer. I haven't spent a whole lot of time on it, but it's Windows 7. Um, I'm looking here that there is some uh, issues with this exact problem you're describing. Going back to October, did you find anything, Bob? Too? Not yet. Yeah, but there is there is issues um, with power savings. Uh, da, 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 da. Where to I've have... never, ha- never had an issue with uh, sleep settings uh, as long as I've had Windows 10, which has probably been two years. <clears throat> but uh, on battery, I want it to go to sleep, but yeah. on, when it's plugged in, obviously I don't. Right. But no matter what I do, I cannot get the machine not to go to sleep. And I'm just worried about stressing the hardware every time it turns on. Oh, don't worry uh, about that. Really... No? No. The hardware never gets stressed. Just don't worry about that anymore. Okay. Those those days are kind of over as far as I'm I've concerned. I've got an answer for you. And I, and I have seen okay. a lot of people have had this issue. So Bob already found an answer. What do you got there, Bob? Well, uh, we can post it. But it gives you like uh, f- four steps to follow. To correct it? Right. Within 1809? The issue yes, is? Yep. absolutely. And All it right. says uh, it talks about pressing power key, disabling fast startup, uninstall the battery driver, only for laptops. And uh, then it gives you... Uh, 
It gives you all the instructions how to do it. So this is a laptop, as we con- confirmed, right, Mark? Yes, sir. Yeah. So this is this is a feature of Microsoft. They update it. They break something. They're, this is yeah. just typical of Microsoft. It was working until they updated it and made it better for you. Um, yeah, I believe uh, about three days ago I did get some sort of an update. However, I think it was always 1809. Maybe it was 1807. I've got the odd number at the end yeah. in my head. but. I did recently get an update, and these two things stopped working. So that's great. Free stuff for Microsoft. <laughs> yeah, free <laughs> stuff for my. This is their infamous October version of the update that really caused havoc. It's the updated version of 1809. It's the updated fix of it, right? <laughs> yeah. It's it's it, What a mess um, that they made of, yeah. of this update. So we'll see if this uh, corrects it for you, Mark. It, it might. Um See if it goes. See if it does. Let us know. We're here till eleven, but we'll put a link up there for you. Can I ask you one quick other question? Yeah. Related. Sure. I have an identical hardware-wise laptop, and I'm running XP, and I never, ever, ever have a problem. I know it has some security issues as compared to the to Windows 10. Yeah. But the only software I can't run is TurboTax. Right. Now, uh, is it? Considered unsafe to run the Win- uh, Windows XP machine. Uh, for example, my my Webster banking, I they still allow me in with a secure connection, everything. I never have any issues. But on XP, recommend. No, I'm sorry. You're doing it on XP. Yes, I have one machine on XP and one machine. Running no, Windows I know, but you're going to your bank account on an XP computer. I have done that several times. All right, yeah. don't do it. Okay. So it is a huge security risk. Uh, XP has not been... Now, so here's the oxymoron of it, right? XP hasn't been updated for years, but guess what? It works, right? right. Windows 10 gets up- updated constantly, and it's breaking things all over the place. But for me to tell you to use XP would be really a disservice because because it's not being updated, all the flaws, and clearly Microsoft has flaws considering what you just went through with Windows 10's upgrade, that system has got holes in it like Swiss cheese, and the bad guys over in the third world, literally sitting in a mud hut connected to the internet, are trying to get to your system. And if you're using XP, you're you're making it easier for them. Um, now, if you're only using that machine for banking and you've never surfed anywhere else, okay, maybe um, I would say you could do it, but I'd rather you didn't uh, because it's not updated, not service-packed. If you just use the logic of what you're going through with Microsoft now, they can't update the system to make it work with power saving. Just imagine the mess that XP is right now as far as what you're running, as far as how many security flaws that they have not patched because they told you it was dead four years ago. So it's definitely a security risk. Yeah, I agree 100%. And and I just basically use it for eBay surfing or looking for information. But um, what, what surprise, surprises me and why I asked you the question, you and Bob, the question is that, for example, TurboTax let me know that because I, use, I was using an XP machine that has a 2000. You're, you're cutting up there, Mark. You're breaking in and out. Um, your phone's okay, really sorry. kind of bad. What, was, what did TurboTax say? Uh, TurboTax said I can no longer use the XP machine, which is why I went to a machine. Ironically, yeah. Webster Bank has sent me no information or, or suggestions saying the bank with Windows XP. Uh. I asked you, guys, and I'm, now I'm not going to use it because I think the reason they say that 
is that direct EIC insured and anything that happens on their secure connection, they're responsible for. Maybe that's how they're looking at it. I doubt it because if, uh, from what I understand about any kind of banking, um, if, if you don't notice money gone from your account after a certain period of time, they are not responsible for it. There is no – so I think it's like only 60 or even 90 days. Don't hold me to this. But it's the reason I get paper statements and pay for paper statements even though the bank charges me for it because you got to look at them. And a lot of times they're not going to – I don't want to go online, bring up my statement to see if money has been exiting the account in, incorrectly. I want to see it in a physical way. So A, I've got proof. <laughs> <laughs> and B, it's a regular thing, but they have the gall to charge me to show me how much I've got in the account. And then they have the gall to tell me, well, after a certain amount of time, we're not responsible. So FDIC be, you know, be whatever. Uh, exactly. The, the bankers really need to change their tune a little bit. And they probably did warn you on XP originally. Um, again, this has been a dead system for four or five years. They're not going to continue to warn you, most likely. You know what I mean? They're not going to keep saying, hey, Mark, you've got an XP. Hey, Mark, you've got an XP. Stop using it. I mean, they, right. it'd be nice if they did, but they're not going to. It has nothing to do with the FDIC. One last statistic. Maybe you guys could clear up for me if it's true or not. Recently, that, that a good portion, like 60, 70, 80 percent of all ATMs are still running XP. Do you guys buy into that? I have heard that statement in the past. I don't know if it's, it's – I'm not sure how long ago that's been, but there are some old – ATM systems out there still based on the XP operating system. I couldn't tell you the percentage. But the beauty of that is is that it's connected directly to the bank. So when you go to the ATM, if it's within your own banking network, I think that's a nice secure-er way uh, to use XP. <laughs> that's a very, yeah. very good point. I would hope yeah. it's secure-er. <laughs> go ahead, Bob. The other thing is is that typically they lock down those operating systems. Uh, they have, so key, they're to, to be in a kiosk, kiosk if mode. you will. Yeah. So you can't really break into them or change any of the coding. Yeah, that's not really the issue. What, ha- what happens, too, with ATMs is the guys put extra hardware inside those little slots. or they The put readers, the, yeah. Yeah, they put, they put devices over top of the uh, ATM. So you've right. got to be sure that you're actually connecting to the ATM rather than sliding your, your card into a thing that they've inserted into the slot to read your information. That's the bigger problem. Yeah, I so. think at the ATMs, the OS becomes a controller. Right, it's it's not as important as the the bad guys sticking those readers in the system. And if you really want to read exactly. some some stuff about that, go to Krebs on Security, and he's got a whole blog post about um, ATM hacking and what goes on with ATMs. Yep, I did a a, a security um, uh, dissertation to the seniors down at the center where I teach, and I went online banking and did explain to them about the skimmers and so forth. Good. So, yeah, I'm pretty familiar with that. Good. But um, th- thanks for the info on Windows 10 and XP, and I will not bank on it anymore. I didn't even think about the fact that they may not be telling me, but it still may be wide open with holes. Oh, it is. Area. It's wide open with holes. All right, Mark? All right. Thank you, gentlemen. You got Have it. Have a great day. You too. All right. I know his line wasn't that good, but I, his, his questions were, were, were worthy of keeping him online. We're going to step out for a quick break. Ron, Dorothy, and Larry, hang on. One line open for you. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. Ah, there's a classic 80s rock band. A cult of personality. We're going to be here until 11, 11 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 
Same as always. Every time. Always till 11 o'clock, Eric. What are you thinking? It is Groundhog Day. Come on. I should know that. Feel free to get online, and we'll do our best to help you out with your computer problems, questions, and concerns. We do have a full board, so let's go right over to East Hartford and Ron. Hey, Ron, what's happening? Hey, good morning. How are you? Doing okay. How are you? Good, good. Hey, before I get into the problem, thank you so much for your show. Happy to do you it. You guys are just great, super entertaining. We, <laughs> we love listening every Saturday morning, and regrettably, once in a while, i got to call in. Okay. So. <laughs> you have a problem every now and again? <laughs> yeah. Well, what's going on? So I'm having some kind of communication problem between the laptop and my printers. All right. Uh, I know they're connected. I've already gone through the process where you, you know, um, disconnect them, reconnect them, reboot them, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I can't print. I'm getting error codes when I print. But oddly, I can scan something through the wireless printer and it shows up on my computer. <laughs> so I'm wondering if it's more like a it's not so much a connection problem, but maybe am I having like a print spooler issue or something? I'm, Is it, are you, you guys can point me in the right direction. Are you connecting physically or wirelessly? Both. I have a USB printer on the desk with the laptop, and then I have a wireless printer across the room. So when you have the USB printer connected on the wireless on the uh, laptop, that has the same problems too? You can't print to it? I can't print to it, correct. Um, and then the wireless one, same thing. Are you trying to print the same material? Uh, I've, it's been going on for like a week, and I've been trying a couple different things, a couple different items, and I'm coming up with the same problem. But if you want to scan, documents, web pages, whatever I try to print, it's not printing. What's the but error? If I scan. Yeah, that's weird. You are connected. What's the error code? Uh, I'm not getting an error code. I I got it like once or twice, and haven't been able to repeat it. But it just says error forty five. <laughs> I love those. Error forty five, Bob. Which one? What is that? Error 45. Let's go. Uh, yeah. Error 45. anything on the internet for that. Okay, so what's your operating system? Was this... uh, 10. Windows 10. Okay. Error, error code 45 comes up with Windows 2000, but uh, that has not anything to do with what you're doing. No, no. Error 45. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why, well, but I'm I mean... thinking about Get Smart. For some reason, Get Smart comes to mind. Hey, 99, we have an error 45. <laughs> 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 what the heck is that? Uh, I mean, are there some things that come to mind that I might try? I'm, I'm well, yeah. The, the basic things, savvy, yeah, the basic things would be for you to uninstall the printers from that operating system. So you literally uninstall them completely, reboot the machine with as if the printers never existed. Okay, then you go and try to reinstall them. Okay, and uh, then try to print. That's the obvious basic step that geeks like us would try first. We wouldn't try to to granularly troubleshoot. Error 45. Um, I mean, I'm sure Bob's looking it up while I'm talking. But um, the first thing we normally do is uninstall the drivers and reinstall them just to see if by doing that it corrects whatever update damaged them. Most likely one of your updates broke it, if I had to guess. But Bob's got a smile on his face like he thinks he knows what's going on. Yeah, it says to uninstall it and reinstall <laughs> it and gives you the directions how to do it. So we can post a link to it. So that is the Error 45 res- uh, recommendation? Yeah. All right. So... That's what you want to do first. Uninstall both of those drive printers from your config completely. And uh, reboot, and then pick, a, pick, pick the, the local one, the one with the USB connection, and, re- mm-hmm. and reinstall that. And then try to print. Don't do anything else with the other printer. Just try to print to that one. And if mm-hmm. you have success, then do the same thing on the other one. And this most likely your drivers got corrupted during some sort of update from Microsoft or Windows 10 or, or something else. It may not have been Microsoft. You could have updated, uh, I don't know. A game you're playing, or a tax program, or or a video driver, and it damaged mm-hmm. your printing. Mm-hmm. Uh, how old are the printers? 
not that old. Okay. The USB one is fairly old. It's an old brother, but the um, the wireless one is maybe a couple few years old. Okay, so they're current enough that they wouldn't be having yeah. any kind of planned obsolescence. And I know, and I know they're talking to each other. Like I said, I was able to scan something on the wireless the other day, and it it fed the document to my computer just as it normally would. So they are connected. Yeah, they're connected, uh, but you're having trouble with the graphics and the driver producing the out output. So yeah, yeah, okay. Add, okay. remove it, and that should take care of this issue for you, even according to the old internets. Okay, great. Right. Yeah, I actually tried that a couple times during the week, and it didn't work. Oh, if, like you're saying, it's like an update. Then, if by now they've fixed something, maybe rebooting it again and starting uh, all over. You know? No, that's not good. So uh, I wish you told me you did that. So you tried it already, huh? You want to make sure that you uninstall the driver. Yes. So you, you know, um, so if you go into. Um, Devices and printers, you can remove the device, but it doesn't remove the driver. So you need to uninstall the driver. You may okay. need to go into Add Remove Programs to do that, or there may be an uninstall in your uh, menu for that gotcha. particular driver. That, okay. yeah. yeah, if you just deleted it, it, may not have completely removed it, right? Okay, that I don't think I did. I think I uninstalled the printers, but I don't think I uninstalled the drive. And the word uninstall, did you delete the printer or did you uninstall it? Well, it doesn't delete. You remove. Right. You remove the printer is what you try to do. So that's what we're trying to say is getting uninstalling that driver versus removing is what we're getting at. And we'll put links up here as far as what to follow. So maybe you can look at the the directions to see if there's something you missed. Okay, great. Yeah. Which which page do you guys put the links to? Over at computertalkwithtab.com, the name of the show.com, which also works. Great. All right, Ron. Okay, excellent. Good Thank luck. Thank you again. No, well, hopefully it works. We'll see. Don't thank us yet. <laughs> Have a good day. All right, you too. You can always send an email to the complaint department at gethelp.tapping.com to let us know if we helped you or not. Let's go to uh, Dorothy in Litchfield. Hey, Dorothy. Hi, yes. I have a couple questions. Okay. One is we have a group that we send out every month's attachment for the material we're going to go over. We've been doing it for years, but the last couple of months, every time I receive it or my husband receives it on a different computer, it comes through as encoding, and nobody can figure out why or how to correct it. Who's sending the attachment? You guys? It's one of the people in our group, yeah. You know, it's trustworthy. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But they could have changed their software that produced the attachment to something you can't read. Oh, so, she, she has no idea what it is. It says, when I look at it, it says originating client. It says open X charge app suite. Is that X change app suite? Is that anything? Uh, you might be. You might have used that to open this file in the past because it might be associated with the extension that she's sending. So if that person's sending you a certain type of file. The Open Exchange app suite is what you were using to open that file, which is no longer capable of reading that attachment anymore because whatever they're doing is newer than you have the capability of reading. Is it a? Now that's her sending it out. I know, but, oh, you, but okay. you're reading it, right? You're you're so she sends you a file. You need the capability of reading that file, and unfortunately, if she changed the version of that file, the configuration of that file, the type of file to something you don't have the ability to read, you now have to upgrade to catch up with her. So what is she, what's the extension on that file? Is it .pdf? Is it dot, What is it? Uh, she did a PDF on it, and it didn't work. Um, For you. So you're using this um, Open Exchange app suite to open PDFs. I would tell you to go down and uh, download the Adobe Reader. 
Do you I do have that. I have Adobe Reader. Okay. So most likely you're not associating PDFs with Adobe Reader or it would come up trying to read it rather than open Exchange App Suite. Okay. Because Unless I'm missing something. Because she sent it something. two different ways. She sent it her regular way and then she sent it with a PDF. And I wasn't the only one having this problem. So. Yep. I know. Um, okay. But uh, it looks like whatever you're using to open that file, which is that tool, is not working, and you need to associate PDFs with Adobe Reader. Now, how long has it been since you've updated your Adobe Reader? Has it been static for a while? Uh, yeah, it might be a little while. Okay. So take her attachment and, 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 and try to save it to your desktop. And then you want to go to Adobe Reader and browse to the desktop to see if you can open it, if it's a PDF. Okay. You follow me? Okay. If the Adobe Reader then chokes on it, um, then you need to update your Adobe Reader because whatever she's sending is beyond your capabilities. Okay. And this looks like I'm trying to figure out what this open Exchange app suite is. Because um, I've never heard of it before, but that's what's trying to open your PDF and it's not able to do so. Have you found anything, Bob, on that? No. No? Okay. It says content transfer encoding base 64. Right, it's encoded into a, and encoding is it's a configuration. It's it's how the, the file has been created, encoded, okay. and you can't read it. So you need a you need a utility to open that file, and it, she's gone past your ability to do it. Okay. So say so you saved it to the desktop, right? And you did you go over to Adobe and try to open it? Is that what you just did? No. No. <laughs> okay, that's what you got to try. <laughs> I don't know if you don't, but that's what you got to try. See if you can open it with Adobe by browsing to your uh, desktop and opening that file. If it doesn't open, update your desktop, uh, update your Adobe and try it again. How about on my iPad? I always were, I was always able to get it before my iPad and it's still coming through with a encoding. It's the same on my husband's new um, oh. HP. Maybe she's sending something really weird. I'm hitting a hard break here, uh, Dorothy. We have to go to a break. Okay. You want to hang on to it for a sec? Sure. All right, we're going to hold on a little further. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We'll be right back. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 